0: hey guys welcome back to another amazing episode of the floodcast today is day 11 of our bible linear challenge and we're still on our walk with abraham job and also taking passages from the book of proverbs so today we we finally see the reason why abraham is called the father of faith this is the like Ultimate test of faith and trust in God. I've never seen anything like it. Actually, I have, but we'll talk about that later in the episode. But like, there is nothing deeper than this. And this story to me is one of those stories that we've heard over and over again to the point that it seemed normal. Like, we're already used to it because of how much or how many times that we've heard it so it doesn't like seem extraordinary but like just reading it and like playing everything in your mind I think you you, you begin to see how intense it was and what story am I talking about guys I'm talking about the story of Abraham sacrificing or almost sacrificing his only son Isaac So up until what yesterday when um, we read the part where Isaac was born, we were always talking about how God's promises to Abraham was like very abstract and seemed very distant because there was no realistic um, view. There was no um, evidence that any of that was possible. He had no son, no child. So how on earth was he supposed to be the father of many nations? And then yesterday we see where, okay, now there is a child. Okay, now it's beginning to make sense. Things are beginning to add up. Okay, I see where this is going. God, okay, finally, my faith paid off. Yes, we're doing this. We're on the right track. And then today we see where God tells Abraham, you know what? Just give me back the child that I gave you. And... just picture this for a second picture this you've been asking God for a sign you are at the brink of losing your faith everything has been going off nothing seems to make sense you've been praying you've been studying your Bible probably you've been speaking in tongues I don't know you've been doing everything you're supposed to do and then finally something happens and then you get what you've been asking for right you are happy yes this is the evidence I need my faith has improved yes thank God all my things all my um, suffering was not in vain it paid off now I'm beginning to understand the Bible I'm beginning to get to know God more um, and then not not too long after that thing or that hope or that dream comes crashing down and you're back to square one and just like job also in today's passage nothing seems to make sense anymore i mean how could god do this it's more painful never to have your prayers answered than to actually have them answered and see with your own eyes that it was taken from you How could the same God that gave you something and saw how much he made you happy, I mean he's supposed to love you, right? And saw how much faith you began to have in him, rather. How can that same God see all that and choose to take it all away? I think, first of all, it's something that we might never be able to understand, like I said, I always say, God. It, the moment you begin to understand who God is I think that's the that's the moment God ceases being God like that you're not supposed to understand God <laughs> that is how vast ex- except if he wants you to understand him but that's how vast and how awesome he is second thing is I think the major point of this story is trust it just showed the level of trust and faith that Abraham had in him. If we see right before he even sacrificed, or he was attempting to sacrifice his son, he told his servant or his men that came up to the mountain with him, "You know what? Stay here. I'm going to offer sacrifices up to God with my son, and we will come back to you." So there was that. There was that thought. He knew. That there was no way that this God, I mean Abraham was what, a hundred and something? So he was not, the journey with God was not yesterday. He had been walking with the same God a hundred and something years, hearing from him, having dreams, visions, seeing him miraculously work in his life. This was the same God that attempted to kill two people because they took his wife for themselves. So Abraham was not really a joke. He saw or he experienced Three men come to warn him or come to warn his cousin Lot that God was going to destroy a city by fire raining randomly from the sky. He saw or he experienced or he heard rather the fire coming down on the city and burning it seeing all the smoke. So it, it, I feel it was not it was not yesterday he knew God. He knew who God was. There was, there was no way he had that, that trust and that hope that there was no way this same God he had been seeing working through all these ways could leave him empty-handed and so he knew even if he ended up killing his son Isaac God could still bring Isaac from the dead God could still make his wife pregnant again I don't know there was just something else that could not be explained would still happen to make God's promises come into existence or manifestation and today we're also called to that level of trust and faith I will not even lie to you the pressure is Intense because now I'm thinking, okay, if God wants me to sacrifice what I love most, which is something He has given me, would I be that willing to sacrifice it? I mean, even though for the experience I had yesterday, I could have easily said yes, <laughs> not because I wanted to show, but because I thought. I mean, we would like to think that if we're in Abraham's shoes, we'd do the same thing. But yesterday I had kind of a setback. I had been working on this project for a while like since well, graduation and yesterday was like the first time since i started working on this project that i got a negative answer a negative response and it kind of upset my spirit i was i was not happy yesterday was in summary kind of a bad day. I didn't meet my expectations, I got bad responses and I got a rejection. Out of the numerous days of acceptances and of approvals, there was this one day that I got a rejection and there are two other cases, two other projects I'm supposed to be waiting on and being patient but it doesn't seem like there's much that's going to come out from that and I'm thinking, if I was that upset about just one rejection... What if God decided to make all the cases a rejection? Would I still believe that he's a good God? Would I, would I still have the mind to even record another episode of this podcast? And for a second, there is, that, there is that moment of fear. Nobody wants to have to sacrifice the thing they love and part with it, even when you know that it was given to you. Like, that doesn't make it easier. <laughs> For that is the life that we are called to. This is the relationship with God that we are called to. This is the kind of love. Not the love that everything is always good and everything is always happy. The kind of love that sacrifices. This is what God was trying to teach Adam and Eve. This is what he was trying to teach Abraham. This is what he is trying to teach us. That love is sacrifice. And one thing also that I'd like to um, state is that when we hear this story, story of Abraham sacrificing his son Isaac, due to like the popular belief, um, how popular the story is, books, videos, movies, memes that we've seen, the picture we have in our head is of like, a, a man, an old man, holding like, a dagger against his son, a child bound up with ropes on top of an altar. Like That's the picture that comes to mind. But some Bible scholars do say that Isaac wasn't that young at that time of the sacrifice. Actually, Isaac was, what, 30-something years old? 33 years old? But I don't, I, I don't know how like, how accurate that is. But Isaac wasn't a child at the point of that um, action. And we see this when it was told that Isaac was the one carrying the wood and this is like a wood for a sacrifice so you know it's not small fire It's not three sticks it's not four sticks it was a wood that would be big enough to burn an entire human being so it had to be large a child cannot carry that kind of wood do you get so like this and other instances shows that isaac was not a child he knew exactly what was going on abraham was also an old man above 100 years so he wasn't a strong man he was a very frail weak man so if isaac actually wanted to prove or put up a resistance it was very possible for him to overpower Abraham and get out of there as fast as his legs could carry him but it was a case of surrender Isaac knew exactly what was going on that he was going to be sacrificed so it wasn't a case of Abraham forced or you know, having to tie down Isaac they were just two of them his men were far off it was just them the two a 30 something year old man in quote and a hundred and something plus year old man who do you think would have won that battle but he still let himself be the sacrifice a father agreeing to sacrifice his son who also agreed do you know what this reminds me of I'm pretty sure you know exactly what it reminds me of that was why at the beginning I said this was not the only case I was going to talk about it later it happened on a mountain this other case also happened on a mountain it's the case of god the father sacrificing his son but in this case this is god nobody could stop the sacrifice it had to happen and so it, it was carried out till the last breath god did not hold back what he loved the most for us what exactly are you holding back from god your will, your your ambition, your plans, your your addiction, your sins, your weakness. There is no way you can serve God with your whole mind, with your whole heart, with your whole being, with your whole soul, if you love something else more than him. And I know it's scary and it's easier said than done. It's easier to talk about sacrifice without actually experiencing it. But the truth of the matter is, it doesn't change a thing. This story isn't a story about a selfish God that wants to always collect the things that he gives people he loves. It's a story about trust. How Abraham trusts God, regardless of how silly and stupid the situation seemed. It's the same lesson Job is still trying to learn as we um, read the passage from the book of Job today. Like, why would you give me all these things and still choose to take them from me? God did not hold back his son for us. If we want to be in that kind of relationship with him, we also shouldn't hold back what he wants from us. And you know one thing... When we think about what should we sacrifice to God... I mean, our minds to go to money... Give all your money... Sell all your clothes and belongings and give it away... Sell your cars... Um, just give everything you own... Your possessions... But actually, that's not... That's not the most important thing... That's not... I don't think that's what God is calling you to sacrifice... One thing that we don't even know that we love the most that is actually what God is demanding from us is our heart our attention our mind and that is why the greatest commandment is love God with all your mind with all your heart with all your soul with all your being with all your strength because that is what he wants you to sacrifice in one episode that I made I said that your heart is your time. You would not give your time to something you don't love. How much time do you spend with God? Where where does he rank on your list of priorities? God doesn't want part of it. He wants all of it. Do everything for him, with him, in him. That is what he seeks. That is what he wants you to sacrifice for him. And unfortunately, there is no moving forward in this Christian journey without that. Sometimes, we also get confused. I do get confused. like. So situations arise and then you ask yourself, is this a case of where God wants me to surrender to him and just let go and stop working on it? Or is this a situation where God wants me to trust him more and put all my effort and still keep on knocking on the door, hoping that he'll answer? Like, does God want me to be more persistent or to just let go and allow him to take control? I know this, is, this has been a major source of confusion for me, but I think the book of Proverbs gives me a very clear answer. Um, that is Proverbs chapter 2, verses 9. It says, If you listen to me, you will know what is right, just, and fair. You will know what you should do. If you want to know what to do, listen to him if you want to listen to him enter a quiet time with God and just stop talking for a second and listen i think that is the surest way of getting direction with so many options to choose from i think we're getting more more and more deeper as we um, progress each day it's just beautiful how everything in the Bible is interrelated and correlated and one thing is pointing to another sacrifice of, or the almost sacrifice of Isaac points directly to the full sacrifice of Jesus and all of that points to the lesson of Adam and Eve and everything is just interconnected. I just think that's beautiful. Anyways, we would definitely be seeing more of that interconnection from stories of more than 5,000 years ago to our lives in this present day and I cannot wait to share all of that with you. Anyways, thank you guys for listening this far. Um, keep your reflections coming in. Also, I forgot to add this in the last episode... We will be having like bonus segments on some certain episodes where i'll be adding up like reflections from people who want me to add them up so if you have like your thoughts or opinions on any episodes we have so far send me a voice message and if you want me to add them up to an episode as an extra segment i will do that and probably give you a response if it requires one so don't 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 like stop listening when you hear me say bye because there's always if there might be an extra episode right after i say bye so anyways stay tuned tomorrow we continue same time same place have a great day bye